0: Hello and welcome back to the Esquire Q&A podcast. Now as many of you will know, this is the show where we sit down with men and women who exhibit both style and substance. Previously we talked to award-winning chefs, broadcasters, watchmakers, entrepreneurs, actors, singers and artists, and this week is no different. Today we're sitting down with a man who is no stranger to an audio studio. Jafar is a Jordan-based singer-songwriter who wants to bridge the musical cultures of both the East and the West. Ultimately, he wants to modernize Arab music with international beats and hopefully increase interest in that flavor of tune. Fun fact, Jafar is actually the nephew to Jordanian royalty, so stay tuned to hear us talk a little about that. Enjoy. So I've already done a little intro for you during the kind of beginning, however I always like to start by kind of asking the same question, and that is, let's say that you're at a party, you're in a room mm. full of people who have no idea who you are, how do you introduce yourself?
1: I introduce myself as a, a singer and a songwriter before a singer. And uh, I think that the, the, the most thing that stands out about music is a fusion element, whether it's fusing languages, the English and the Arabic, or just the musical styles, hmm. the Western and the Eastern. And I think um, that's what I think differentiates my music than maybe other artists.
0: Yeah, because obviously the, I think the most the most common after question to when well, I'm a musician is what type? Exactly, so, yeah. So yeah. how would you, what type of music? you yeah, got to put it in a box. You have box. to
1: put it in a box, and I think that's hard to do sometimes. So that's why I like the word fusion, because it's it's mm. a fusion of different genres and different languages. And mm. But I think it's pop music at the end of the day. Like in terms of songwriting, I write pop songs. So uh, yeah, it's pop music. It's just maybe with a different paintbrush there's different colors you can paint with
0: okay so we're going to go into kind of some of the more of the the music and the creativity a little bit but why don't we start i guess at the beginning okay what what kind of got you into into music at what point did you at what point did you go well that's what i want to do i'm going to set my kind of path towards that
1: yeah well, so I've always loved music and my dad, I think, played a lot of music around the house. My my parents aren't musicians or musical mm. in any way, but they're music fans, obviously. And I think the first time I remember really maybe wanting to do this as a career was pretty young. I think Sting was touring Brand New Day mm. and we don't get international touring acts in Jordan. So this was a big no. deal. And I actually didn't know who Sting was. I was going to see the opening actors who I was excited to see. And if you remember, Sting did a song called Desert Rose, yeah. which was with a Rai artist, an Algerian artist. His name is Sheb Malmi. Mm. And he was opening the show. And I was just so excited to see him. Mm. And and he's an incredible singer. Still one of my favorite singers. Um but afterwards, I mean, I only knew Sting through that Desert Rose song. Obviously, the main show was Sting, and I was yeah. just blown away. And that's really where I discovered, I think, Western rock or, or Western mainstream music even even more. And I saw what was going on stage, and I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. Mm. Yeah.
0: So was there ever a moment, I mean, you kind of mentioned, as we were discussing previously, that your parents were always really supportive. Yeah. But was there ever a moment where you were just like, I want to be a musician? And they were like, yeah, sure, okay this is a phase this is probably going to
1: go over yeah i mean no because i've always wanted to do it i mean they always known i think that i would do something more more artistic and i love music since Mm. i was very young so i think it was was not a surprise not like all of a sudden i said oh i'm going to be doing music you know and they thought i was going to do banking or something Mm. so so I don't think it was a surprise, but I think maybe when uh, they started to see that people are actually interacting with the music and, you know, I'm playing shows and doing this and that, is when they thought, oh, he might actually, you know, have mm. a career doing this. Was,
0: was, there, was there ever any, did you ever have like any doubts? Was there ever a moment where you thought, well, I don't think this is feasible or has it actually been quite, quite oh, positive all the way Definitely.
1: Through? I mean, even now, like people, I still think sometimes like, I mean, the industry is changing, right? Mm-hmm. So so you're, every day is a, there's a new thing going on. So definitely there's times where you want to throw in the towel or you feel like this is too much. But I think my love for music and my love for what I do is, is always what leads me back to that. And there's been times when I've taken, I think I took a couple of months off it, maybe way back, a couple of years mm. back. And then I just found myself writing the whole time. And, and, and I want to share my music with people. I mean, there's no point in making music just for yourself. Mm. Yeah.
0: So when you were when you were kind of growing up and pursuing it, was did you want to be musician because like the the stereo the stereotype that like <laughs> musicians are cool yeah like everyone wants to be a rock star from yeah. the ages of like fifteen to seventeen
1: yeah I mean we then that's probably why we all pick up big guitars like we want to impress the girl mm-hmm. or we want to um, but I think definitely I think if you're doing this with the and I think I see a lot of that today is like the focus is not on the music the focus is on the celebrity or on the this thing that goes on around the music and i think that's something that comes with like the music i think i don't it's not something i focus on or something i aspire to mm. um i aspire to make good music and hopefully music people want to hear and if as a side effect of that there is uh you know this kind of craziness that goes around mm. with it, then that's what comes with the territory. But it's not something ever, I think, that I've aspired to. Mm. Yeah,
0: you got to enjoy the journey, not just exactly. the destination. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So then, kind of let's let's broach the the royal elephant in the room. <laughs> okay. Because I know you don't necessarily like like to talk about it. Yeah. But you have a connection to the Jordanian fam- royal family, yes. Yeah. And what is that connection?
1: Um. So my grandfather was King Hossein. Um. I don't think it's something i like to talk about really because i like the focus again to be on music and yeah. that word people hear, then they go like crazy they want to yeah, know yeah, yeah. about it and it overshadows what i'm doing and mm. actually for the first 3 4 years of my career that's why i dropped my surname yeah, i just yeah, had yeah, my yeah. first name and people didn't know anything about it and then there was a reporter who found out and um i think it was like a people magazine thing mm. that came out and that's when you know it came out and people So
0: but why drop why drop the surname because you'd think that I mean, having keeping your surname probably would have been helpful yeah. in, those early, in those early couple of months. And yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it might have been helpful, but I think it would have been... Um, like, that would have been the thing that people are drawn to, as opposed mm. to, oh, they want to listen to this song, or, oh, you know, they like this artist because one, two, three. Mm. So it's helpful, like, to get a foot in the door sometimes, or because it's this shiny thing that people want to are attracted to and want to talk about yeah. and, and look at. But um really in terms of focusing on the music and stuff, I don't think it's really that helpful because sometimes it overshadows it or it becomes the thing that people want to talk about and wanna, you know, focus on. Mm. Yeah.
0: So then let's kind of talk about the, the music. Uh have you seen kind of music in the region progress over the last kind of five, five, ten?
1: um i think i have seen music pro- progress yes but i think in terms of the let's say the commercial o- scene hmm. or what's going on in the radio i think it's been the same since like the 90s and it's just so boring and so repetitive yeah. that that it's the same artist putting up the same music recycling the there's same. there's definitely
0: song. when i think middle eastern music i think like the same sort of song yeah it's the head. same thing and
1: yeah. and i think we have to move forward i think recently maybe there's been uh, bands and artists who's come out, who've come out with some things that are more more relevant more 2019 or or not necessarily relevant more progressive just a bit different and so yeah i think i see that but i think there's still a lot of the same as well which is you know unfortunate mm. Mm.
0: so who do you think is doing well over here besides yourself what bands do, do you look up to doing
1: well in terms of like uh or like doing interesting, doing innovative, interesting stuff. In, innovative stuff there's a bunch there's a bunch of like because i'm from jordan a bunch of uh, i'd say i mean i would think of them as pop artists but yeah. i guess they're more indie just because of how the business is set up in the middle east but yeah. there's an artist called aziz Maraka who mm. is is really quite interesting Is doing lots of uh, cool things and and coming out of jordan in a big way it used to be i think more of a jordanian fan base but now he's big here just like big concert here in egypt and lebanon mm. everywhere so that's an artist that i really like i've always liked the Rai artists so like sheb Mamed, yeah. i was talking about and that whole algerian music scene and i think there's a lot of music coming out of north africa that's mm. really cool as well um i'm friends with a band or a couple of guys on the band called Fnayer mm. who have some some cool music they're doing cool things so I think there is some stuff, but I think it's yet to break into the mainstream. Mm. And I don't think that is the fault of the artist. I think it's the fault more of the industry. I mean, radio doesn't necessarily play their songs, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so. But in terms of fan base, mm. I mean, if you go to one of their concerts, they're sold it's out full. and there's. Well, I was going to say, do, do yeah.
0: you then think that that's kind of like, you you kind of blame the industry? You'd say it's the industry over kind of like I guess audience tastes.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. Exactly the logic behind it, to be mm. honest, because, I mean, I would think if you're a radio station, then you'd want people to tune in and listen yeah, yeah, to your yeah, radio yeah, yeah. station. So then you would play these these people's songs that have tens of thousands of people coming to see them at the show. Mm. But I guess, yeah, it's just a, they're just so set in their way, maybe a couple of... And I've experienced that with different radio stations. Yeah. Um, even back home, you know, they don't always play your music until it's played abroad or until, you know, uh, like with this, my recent single, I think mm. it's it's done... It's done pretty well. It's probably been my most successful single so far. And uh, that's just because of the response of social media and YouTube. It's blown up and stuff like that. And so I guess radio stations and stuff are catching on. Yeah. But if I just or the label sent to them, I'm not sure they would play it Mm. just because. So what
0: has been the, the interest in kind of the big labels in the region? Do you think that they've been really slow to kind of move in? Or has there been interest from like, you know, Universal, Sony, these sort of guys?
1: Yeah, so I'm signed to Universal mm. here in the in the region, and I think they're doing lots of cool things. And there's Sony, and there's a couple of other labels. They've been obviously slow to move in because um, I think there were some, like if you talk about the majors in the region, it wasn't necessarily Universal or or no. Yeah, I mean there's labels that have been around for for ages, and they're the ones I think who are keeping this uh, thing alive mm. of the the '90s artist, mm. uh, '90s Arabic artist, which is still continuing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think with like Universal and Sony and even you don't have to be signed to a label nowadays. You can do it in the, and a lot of huge artists um, like Saddam Jarad, who is, mm. you know, a really big pop star. He's not signed to a label. He's doing it um indie. I mean, mm. and he's one of the biggest pop stars in the region. Even Amir Diab is not signed to a label. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I hope I'm, I'm correct <laughs> in saying that. He <laughs> okay. might have his own label or something, yeah. but he's not signed to one of the yeah. major labels. So... So I think the industry itself is changing. You don't necessarily need a label behind you. I mean, it's great. I, I like it because, mm. you know, you have a team behind you. Its distribution is easy. And the reach is easy. But you don't necessarily need that.
0: So how much, again, we're kind of talking the kind of the mm. the, the the kind of the regional music scene seems to be coming out of its shell a little bit. Yeah. How much of that do you credit with, with social media and, and SoundCloud and the ability for artists to talk directly to fans as opposed to having a, A middleman
1: yeah so i think it's definitely a double-edged sword because Mm. you can get out there much easier but there's so much noise as well out there and there's a lot of i mean let's be honest not really good things out there that's the one downside of everyone being able to talk to everyone exactly
0: sometimes not everyone is at the same level
1: yeah so you have to sift through maybe a bunch of not necessarily great things to get to that one thing that you Mm. you discover that you're obsessed with and you Mm. love so i think definitely social media has been pivotal in that and soundcloud and, yeah. and even things like cd baby you can like release your music on itunes yeah. and everything by yourself so i think it's definitely been very helpful but like i said it's a double-edged sword i mean gatekeepers i feel sometimes are important mm. because um they sometimes filter that for you but at the same time you never know who the gatekeeper is they could have a different agenda or whatever mm. so so yeah it's, it's just a different world in terms of music. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Or even even kind of music sales. So so would I be right in saying that kind of a lot of a lot of what kind of keeps you kind of going as an artist on the business side of it, that would be gigs. Would yeah. Would you be right in saying that? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely gigs. Um and even like social media for a lot of artists, that's a big like, let's say, revenue income or yeah. whatever because, you know, they're doing different partnerships with brands or whatever. But I think gigs is definitely the number one thing and for me has definitely been the number one thing because I'm not necessarily someone who is always on social media. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to up my social media game now and be more on it. But even, I'm <clears throat> sorry, last year I wasn't on Instagram, active on Instagram or anything. So, so I'm new to the whole thing. And I see, I actually see how... How beneficial it is, yeah. so so I like that interaction, and mm. that's why I'm on there. I'm gonna, you know, keep uh, going on the social media thing. But in terms of gigs, I think definitely in this day and age, if you want to be a musician and you don't have the live chops, yeah, you're not gonna be able to to sustain okay. a career. Yeah.
0: Mm. So, they, but there's a double edged sword with kind of talking to your fans. Yeah, and that is they can talk back to you no but I sometimes li- they're not the nicest yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you release something new yeah no
1: but i like that and i think especially with what i do i mean we're doing that interview and i said i don't always read the comments and and that's because you can have 200 comments that are great and amazing and people love you but there's that one comment that's bad or yeah. whatever then that sticks with you because yeah. you know you're putting yourself out there it's not just oh i'm singing a song i write this music i'm mm. involved in production i directed my last there's music a part video. of you in that yeah that you've... so so it hurts sometimes to hear that kind of thing but i think so, what i don't like about social media is there's so much negativity on there mm. and people are so brave behind the screen um, behind their computers, yeah, behind yeah, their yeah, phones, yeah. you know. So that's what I don't like about it. But everyone's entitled to their own opinion, right? Mm. Um, but I think you still you need to be respectful. I mean, I don't, I would never um write something disrespectful. I would, mm. I would not say something on social media that I wouldn't say to someone's uh, face. So I think if you have that as a rule of thumb, I think that's how people should should interact. Mm. Yeah.
0: So then, going back to kind of the industry, where would you like it to be in five years' time?
1: Where would I like it? I mean, I, I really like the return to the live music thing. And yeah. I'm happy that that's where we are in the music industry. Um, and we're in a, like a singles era as well, which I like. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, you work on an album for two years. And by the time you put it out and tour it, you're already over that music. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So I like this kind of um, immediacy that we're in in the, in the industry. I hope that continues. Mm. Um, but I hope as well in terms of the region that, whether it's radio or whatever it is opens up to to newer artists uh, to people who are to, to the youth really mm. people because a lot of because we're in an open world now i mean you don't have to listen to arabic music anymore mm. you can listen to jake or ian or whoever you want to listen to and i think if if the industry the music industry in the middle east wants to stay alive and keep up then they have to keep up with the mm. times as well because it's such a global world now that you don't have to listen to arabic radio anymore when i grew yeah. up there was nothing else i could listen to i had to listen to arabic radio but yeah. now i can listen to whatever i want to on my phone
0: well i think you look at you look at bands like bts yeah and they are i mean korean pop group exactly and two years ago no one had a clue who they are yeah. and now they're like the emmys and the oscars and doing all that doing all sorts of different stuff
1: exactly yeah
0: so kind of how excited are you if at all about mm. kind of saudi arabia now starting to open up and now starting to alive a lot more kind of proper live gigs in and
1: i mean i i think music is great wherever it is so i'm excited definitely that mm. there's somewhere else to tour and play shows in the middle east mm. i think that's a huge market as well so I'm, I'm definitely excited about that i haven't played there ever before yeah so um i can't say that i've been there and it's been an amazing crowd and stuff but i'm sure you know just like anywhere else people want to hear music want to go to a live show so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that definitely
0: So, kind of going back to kind of your music. Yeah. So you describe it as a fusion, Mm -hmm. a fusion between what and what and what.
1: So I think it's a fusion between East and West. I think that's what pops to mind first. There's always a fusion element in Mm. my music, and there always has been. I think actually, when I first started out, I was doing straight up pop music. Okay. Yeah. And then I like was in a rock band for a while, so I was doing that and. And it w- I mean, I love the music I did then and it was pretty successful, especially in Jordan at the time. And then I started infusing Middle Eastern music into it just mm. because I wasn't living in Jordan at the time. And I think it was something of like missing home, missing yeah, okay. being around family. So, you know, you become nostalgic about that mm. stuff and you start incorporating different Middle Eastern sounds into your music. And when I did that, my music really started to become more popular outside the Middle East. Okay. Uh, I think it's like the, maybe the exotic element or I I don't know what people responded Mm. to in that, but it's, I think you're always strongest doing something that comes natural to Mm. you. So, I mean, there's a million people putting out pop songs, Mm. just straight up pop songs, but when you do the fusion element and it's something that's so natural to you and something that comes easy, it's not forced, then I think people react to that. Well, so I I kind of, the next question
0: was, whether you do it for yourself or you do it because it makes you unique. But I guess the way you've said it, it's it's both.
1: It's both. I mean, I never make music with a goal of, oh, this is going to be a great radio song or mm. something like that. I do it because I want to listen to the music. So if I don't like the music, mm. then there is no way I'm going to release that song. Or mm. Even if someone tells me, you know, this is going to be a huge song, I can't get behind it because I'm not going to sing it in a way that i believe it or not gonna you know just whatever it is so so definitely when i'm in the studio it's it's i'm very selfish in terms of Mm -hmm. like what i do um and i guess sometimes you know like things seep in like you start thinking oh well that song did good because and that becomes very dangerous because you start you go down a rabbit hole that you can't really so i think you have to like keep your taste or like what you really like as the guiding mm. thing in the studio, or that's what I do at least. And so, that's what people respond to, I think. Mm. So
0: where does the, where does kind of the creativity come from? Where, where does, where does that spark of, I want to, I'm I'm, I'm going to create a new track. Where does that begin? Um,
1: it's always different. Um, but I think lately, especially I've been much more focused on lyrics. I always used to start with melody and be really focused on mm. the, the musical element of the song. But I think, L- lately i've been more focused lyrically on 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 my music and the songs i put out l- lately have been uh, you know very personal songs in terms of things i've gone through or a, something that's happened to me um and i translate that into mm-hmm. songs so i've started with kind of reacting to what's going on around me and then making a song out of that and t- as opposed to oh this is a great melody let's you know go from there
0: how how which one's easier
1: which one's easier um i don't think one is easier than the other i think Mm. it's where your headspace is at Mm. and uh for me writing lyrics is always the toughest part of of, of music because it's you have to so a song i think is like like a beautiful girl like you see a girl out at a bar Mm. and maybe you're first drawn to her like Mm. how she looks and Mm. so that That's how the song sounds. So like when you first hear a song on the radio, oh, this song sounds great. Mm. And then the lyrical content of the song is more like the girl's personality. So it's what's going to keep you hooked. It's going to make you, you know, have a long relationship with the song. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like it's kind of quite sporadic. Do you then like, do do you take notes when you see things? Do you kind of, I don't know, go meditate for a bit and come back with like, well, here's an idea or...
1: Yeah, I think if you like... Like if someone's called through my voice notes on my phone, I yeah. think I'm a crazy person because <laughs> sometimes I'm just talking to myself and or remembering something that happened so I don't forget it later. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, inspiration hits at four in the morning yeah. and, and you're like, oh, I have to get this idea down. Otherwise, I'm not going to remember it in the morning. Mm. So I run to my guitar and just, you know, hum the melody or whatever lyrical content there is. And then I come back to it the next day. Mm. And so, yeah, I think it's not necessarily sporadic because I'm always writing, but in terms of actually creating a full song, I have to be in the in the headspace for okay. that, yeah. Are there
0: any kind of other, are there any kind of, do you listen to any other artists for inspiration?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. I think I listen, I mean, I'm, my playlists are really, really, really varied. Mm. And it's, in terms of Arabic music, I like to listen to much older stuff. So mm. like, uh, Um Kalthoum and all mm. that. Music of that era. I think there is musically so much to draw from, and then I I love listening to to modern bands as well. Mm. I love the nineteen seventy five. I love Heim. There's lots Mm. of different bands I like that I like to incorporate different elements of that into my music, Mm. but not like literally ripping it. I was going to say the
0: reason why I asked is obviously it's quite hard with with creative things, and obviously if you're if you're kind of experiencing lots of different types of kind of music. or I, mean, yeah. I do it in writing. If I do lots and lots of reading, I'll almost accidentally use a turn of phrase that I do. You, you don't even remember it.
1: Exactly. And that's why, especially when I'm, I mean, when I was doing more of an album thing, mm. I used to do this more. I would not listen to radio when I was writing, okay. because sometimes things seep in, and yeah. you're not even aware that they're seeping in. Mm. And then you're like, "Oh, this melody sounds familiar," and that's because you heard it on the radio <laughs> the day before. It. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I think what, you draw inspiration from like the, just like the general spirit of the music. Mm. So it's not necessarily ripping a guitar sound or a melody yeah. or something like that. It's like the general feel of the music mm. and the spirit of the music. Yeah. So, is there anyone you go to advice with regards to kind of like your uh, your music? Yeah, definitely. There's tons of people, whether it's management Mm. or the label or the producers that I'm working with, and and I'm really. I mean, it's it's hard sometimes to hear criticism or to hear that ah maybe I don't like this song and but when you go back to it you leave it for a couple of days you're like oh maybe they're right maybe this isn't such a great song yeah and sometimes even if people tell you no this is not a great song you believe in it so much that Mm. you keep going until the end product people you know get on board at the end so i think there's definitely people that i take advice from yeah um but generally i don't like to play my music to too many people until it's done because you you know if you listen to too many people as well and too many opinions you get well yeah if you, heat, if, you yeah. if
0: you did it to everyone in the world you'd have a really bland song exactly
1: yeah so i think that's why you need a you need the song to have a strong identity mm. and sometimes people's opinions water that up mm. yeah
0: so then what kind of if you're seeing kind of a, a young up and coming artist or someone comes up to you and says look, i want to be an artist uh-huh. what advice do you give them
1: um this is uh, it's difficult i mean i think the the advice that i would give people is that if you need lots of advice you probably shouldn't okay. be doing this okay. no honestly because i think that if this industry is really tough and you're going to get so many doors closed in your face mm. and you know you put stuff out to of- people might not like it first and and if you don't have thick skin and you you don't believe that you should be doing this Mm. you're not going to be able to continue in this industry and so i would say just believe in yourself and and be truthful with yourself Mm. you you know if you're you have the chops or Mm. if you should be doing this and Mm. if you really think that you should be doing this then go for it fully don't you know half-ass uh, anything yeah yeah well, so what, <laughs> I Why not say that I'm not, <laughs> sorry you can say that yeah. you say we're a yeah.
0: podcast so what's kind of the biggest mistake you do see people making uh,
1: I think it's not necessarily a mistake but I see too many people getting into the music business because they want to be famous or yeah. because they want lots of Instagram followers or whatever yeah. it is and I think that really affects the music business as well because let's say you know obviously if there's a hot girl on instagram people are going to follow her mm. and then she decides to sing and she puts out a song and gets whatever many likes then you know maybe radio starts playing that song and it's a disaster song so you know i think you know if you want to be famous that's fine but yeah you don't necessarily have to get into music Mm-mm-mm. to do that yeah
0: yeah there's a few there's a few uh actresses well and yeah. actors who've made some really Terrible, terrible, like, yeah, uh,
1: tracks and CDs, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, just because you're famous, you don't have to sing, yeah, be quiet, exactly. No, but having said (laughs) that, there's tons of people who are like great actors who are Mm. also, you know, have amazing musical careers, Mm. so and vice versa. So, Mm. so
0: is there ever kind of, um, on that, on that kind of kilt, is do you see yourself ever kind of maybe moving out of music and maybe moving into a different? creative pursuit
1: uh maybe down the line i mean i never say never i love uh i love film as well i directed a couple of my music videos mm. my last one i directed so so i've always been interested in that but um i think it's n- not something that's like necessarily comes very naturally okay, yeah. to me or my first like like music does yeah so unless it's a project that really makes sense or something i don't think i would do it just for the sake mm. of it yeah
0: so if people want to kind of hear more of your music mm-hmm. um or figure out where you're playing next yeah. uh or learn more about you where do they go and what do they do Uh
1: so my music is on all stream streaming platforms uh on YouTube Jaffer sound mm-hmm. is my uh which we'll vivo link. page which we'll will link. link to yeah all the streaming platforms mm-hmm. and and what have you Um we're planning to tour um I can't say exactly where yet, but we have some tour dates, hopefully in Europe in December. Mm. And then hopefully the Middle East after that. Yeah. We'll be playing some shows as well.
0: That's good. Europe. Yeah. So was there, was there interest in in bringing you over? I...
1: Yeah. I think I've always actually, um, because I lived in the States for so long, so I toured there quite a bit. Mm. I've never toured Europe before, mm. but I think my my music's always been popular with Arabs living abroad. Yeah. So so definitely touring. I've toured I think outside the Middle East more than I have inside the Middle East yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, very good. Well thank yeah. you very much. Um thank we're gonna you. we're gonna link all of that and thanks for coming in. And then um yeah, we recorded a little video earlier which will not be ready when this comes out. Okay. But we'll definitely re re link there. Thanks Perfect. for having thank you very much. me. Thank you so much. So that has been another Esquire Q&A podcast. I do hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, if you didn't, why don't you leave us a rating um, on the audio platform, the podcasting platform of choice. Um, It really helps us figure out what guests you like, um, lengths and stuff like that. So go ahead and do that, and we'll be back with another Esquire Q&A podcast next week. Bye-bye.